guys, and welcome to another amazing season of Lara on Air, Aussie edition. Before we get started today, I just want to say a big sorry, guys. Uh, we have had a little problem with the sound today. Uh, Jen is stuck on a mountain in the snowstorm, so the Wi-Fi is a little bit glitchy, so bear with us. But we're going to get started today, um, and I'm going to obviously introduce my friend Jen. Hi, Jen. Hello. How's the, how is it on a snowy mountaintop? Um, it is very snowy, in fact. Um, yeah, the roads disappeared, and I, I don't think I'm going to see my children again for some time. Oh, my God, how I get snow. <laughs> so what did you think about this week? What's going on? What did you think? I think it looks amazing. Well, it's been an exciting week. We started off with the Bucks and Hens party, and we got to meet some interesting characters. We started off, actually, with the lovely Richard I think Richard's lovely. My only issue is why does everybody keep saying how great he looks for 62? Like he looks 62, if not older. I don't know what are they making him old there or what? I I think they're sort of pushing up the old factor. I mean, they're sort of making out like he should be in his, his 72 or something like that. Um <laughs> hang on, that's what happened to me. <laughs> So I think it's really nice that actually finally someone's listened and we've got an older groom. Yeah, and then they've paired him with the woman who's my age. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, he's got definitely got a younger woman. I suppose when you're 62, you you want a younger woman, don't you? Um, <laughs> he's not getting Whoa. a 20. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? Like that's that's the whole bit. They did having an old guy. Iron, but they didn't want a 62 year old woman on because no one wants to look at that that's a terrible thing to tell the general public <laughs> uh, that's true that's true but i like the fact he rides a motorbike he's really young at heart although it was really funny that tim straight away was like how old are you man <laughs> oh i know teethy tim so we had natalie who was worrying she wasn't a bondi beach babe well she's not and uh i mean I liked Natalie. I think she's genuine. Um, again, I don't want to skip ahead. <laughs> but um, is she too much? Is she too much of a dork? Um, I I didn't think so until we moved into the wedding portion. So um, mm. we'll have to see. Yeah. Then we had Tori, who wants three kids so she can fit them in her Range Rover. Yeah, um, I thought Tori was a bit of a boob, um, but then I grow. She grows on me a little bit as this experiment goes into the episode. So, um, but yeah, from first, I wouldn't say Tori makes a great first impression. Enter Lucinda. She was singing to herself at the start, and she. Yeah, I'm going to say this. When they showed us that uh, preview of Lucinda, and she gets the the tea the tea stained scroll out, yoldy rolly scroll out. I thought this woman is really going to irk me, as as I think the general public did. Um, but I I think I can safely say for everybody that we are slowly falling in love with Lucinda. Yeah. Um, she yes, is she quirky? Is she a bit airy fairy? She is, but does she have the nicest heart I have ever seen? I think she does. Um, and I think she only wants good things for people. And I think she doesn't even do it in a way that makes me want to punch her in the mouth. So um, I'm going to say I really am a fan of Lucinda and I'm excited to see her journey. Then we got to meet Lauren and Lauren was there 
not looking like the classiest babe. She was stuffing her boobs back into her frock. <laughs> yeah, what can I say about Lauren? Uh, maybe buy it in a size 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, she's there to cause drama. That's why she's there. I yeah. don't think she's there to find love. I think she's there to rub the other women up the wrong way, to make everyone feel Ill, Ill at ease and to get some screen time. Yeah. And then Michael walked in um, as our gay groom and everyone looked a bit shocked to begin with. And one of the comments was, I thought he was here as a stripper. <laughs> well, that's because I really think they thought he was there as a waiter. So <laughs> at the Bucks party, we got to meet Simon. And Simon was the other gay groom, wasn't he? Well, yeah, Simon was the other gay groom. He was married, had kids, and then realised he's gay. I mean, I completely understand that. Um, when you come from an old-fashioned family, a big old-fashioned European family, um, what he said European? Italian? I don't know. But uh, uh, Catholic, I'm, I'm imagining. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing gay did not play. So um, I think I can see why it took him so long to get up the nerve to come on the show. And are we allowed to skip ahead and say what happened to him? Um, yeah, go on, skip ahead, go on. And, um, and I've got to say, if coming out, if you have to get married and have kids to get up the nerve to come out to your family, I don't know why he thought going on the biggest show in Australia and say, hey, I'm gay, was going to work for him. Yeah. Um, because he bolted after the Bucks do, uh, which annoyed me. Like, I, listen, I understand this is a really hard thing to do. And especially if for him, um, he's not totally comfortable with being gay. And that's OK. But, you know, he's ruining somebody else's chances. He's been paired over the last six to eight months to find somebody to match him. Is it fair for Michael? No. no, no, I don't think it was um, that he bottled it and, and ran. Yeah, I, I feel for the guy. Genuinely, I feel for the guy because he was all set and ready to go. And then John's at the door saying, terribly sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. But we will try and find you someone. Well, I mean, let's face it, they've already got him. Somebody haven't they? Well, they would have just said, see ya. They would have just cut that bit out. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> so our first match was Sarah. Uh, she's the nutritionist and she thinks she's quite a catch. You know what, Jen, I'm going to say this. So far, I can kind of see most of the matches make sense to me. I, I, I think actually so far I'm surprised because sometimes you think, oh, my God, what what on earth were they thinking? But I think they've done a pretty good job. Now, I know it's all going to unravels, but I was pre pleasantly surprised. Now, with this couple, I was like, yes. This is nice. They're a nice looking couple. They, you know, obviously that the, the Colombian vibe. Um, I thought things were going rather well. And obviously they had a little steamy kiss in their wedding photos. They seemed like they were gelling. And then he brings up the fact that that he was just had just been engaged. What he's saying, he's saying he literally broke up with her like a month ago. But how did he go through the show? <laughs> I know. I know. It's um. Well, he clearly did. He of, apply before. Yeah, it made me wonder. Like, did did we get the application in and then he dumped her? This is what I'm thinking, and that's a real red flag. I'm thinking they kind of split up. He decided to go on maths. Then they kind of got, got back together enough for him to ask her to marry him, and mm. then maths came on, and that was, and then he dumped her. 
Yeah. So, you know, I think she deserved to be annoyed at that reception, quite honestly. I don't think that was an overreaction on her part. No, no, I, I'm with you there. I, I feel that she doesn't want a guy that goes running back. Um, we saw Shannon do it last year. Um, it's not a good look. So yeah, exactly. And and the way that I know he didn't mean to say I know he didn't mean to say what he said, but when he was he was basically like saying, and I'm here because I want you to fix me or fill that gap or, you know, heal my heart or whatever the fuck it was he said. But like she, she doesn't want to be the rebound fill in girlfriend. She wants to be the wife. Right. Then we met Cassandra, who's possibly like the sweetest girl in the world. <sighs> Yes, I mean, possibly. She is. She's polite. She's gorgeous. She's had terrible, terrible heartbreak. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's it. I mean, yes, everyone has a dead family member. <laughs> that's just how maths works. But I mean, to lose your first love, you know, at the first person you cared about, the first person who ever loved you and to live with them, I mean, be with them for six years and then have them die when you thought they that was your future marriage kids everything i mean honestly i really applaud her having the nerve to come on this show after all that yeah but they, they matched up with tristan who seems like massively nervous yeah. really insecure um i would say he's on the spectrum that would be my takeaway mm. from Tristan do I think he's a lovely lovely man um I, I think it's so sad that he thinks he doesn't deserve love because he was overweight as a kid I really like Tristan I mean I liked I even liked him with all his quirks bells and whistles I, I thought he was a really lovely guy and I'll I think she's going to be a really caring person to pair him with because I think they've put him in a safe pair of hands yeah yeah, I think maybe she's going to bring him out of himself and give him that confidence. At least I hope so. Yeah, I've got to say about Cassandra, I was just really impressed with her because she's a really gorgeous girl and she didn't come on there thinking she was going to get some got Superman guy, right? She was happy with him. She was happy with the pick. She was open to Tristan and all his weirdness, and she embraced it. And I think that really shows what kind of girl she is and how she's been brought up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll get on to that because we met a lovely dad later on. Um, so uh, Sarah and Tim's wedding day. Can we talk about Ben, the best man? Oh, mullet Ben. Yeah, yeah. I think we can all talk about I mean, we've had some, let's go back to, you know, the UK, George's, George's, um, best man. We've had some shitty best man speeches in maths before. This is not the first time, but oh my fucking Lord. He yeah. took the biscuit on this one. Were her parents there? I presume they were there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he took about blowjobs on the motorway. I mean... I just honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't catch my breath, and he couldn't read that room, did he? Because he just kept on plowing through that speech, and just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, and then there was more. And did he end it by saying, "The good news is, no matter how rancid you are, he'll still eat you too." Yeah, it's possibly the grossest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Well, I don't understand, and I know it's done for the television, but if, if, cause, and I've been on the show, so if I wasn't the bride and my brother was the groom and his wife, his, his friend stood up and said these terrible things, I would tell him to sit the fuck down. God, yeah. Right? 
There would be chaos at that wedding. I'd be, I would throw myself across the room and grab that microphone and say, sit down. Why did Tim tell him to shut up? Yeah, I think he should have. I think he should have sort of pulled him back down by the, by the tails, to be perfectly honest. By the back of his mullet. <laughs> then we got into Cassandra and Tim's wedding. Now, he was super nervous and he basically got verbal diarrhea. Oh, but, you know, they do that to him, don't they? They left him for a long time because they knew that that was going to be hard for him. I mean, I imagine it. I don't even know if it was as painful as they made it look, but it was it was it was funny, though, wasn't it? And it's less than when his mum says he's just nervous. (laughs) It was very sweet, actually. But we also found out that Cassandra had lost her mum as well as the love of her life. And so he only had her dad. Yeah. Who is amazing, by the way. That speech her dad gave at the wedding was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely fantastic. I have to say, she probably dropped a line that made me think, hmm, is this going to be a romance? Because she described him as a big, friendly giant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do I see romance for these two? Mm, I don't know at this stage. Uh, but maybe it will grow from friendship. Yeah, yeah, maybe it will. Maybe it will. Although I thought his his vows were a little bit cheesy when we went on to the shine bright like a diamond <laughs> bit. <laughs> little 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 Rihanna in there for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when you get stuck for something to say, stick in a song lyric. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! At least he didn't get him off the internet. <laughs> Yes, true. (laughs) Um, But it was interesting when we watched the photographs because they were clearly quite nervous with each other when they did their photographs. But by contrast, Tim and Sarah were already snogging with tongues. That was, you know, they were. But then you've got to remember, Cassandra's only ever had one boyfriend before him, right? Mm. So she's probably very she's probably very new to a lot of this stuff so whereas i think sam's probably been around the block a few times <laughs> that's true that's very true uh, what about tristan is he dated much or is he another virgin um it didn't say but i'm gonna say he's got not much experience i would i would i would say well fair enough uh, although I was really impressed that next day after the wedding, Tristan bought her flowers. Oh, love that. I love mm. that for him. Yeah, that was a really sweet gesture. And Tim Tams in both yes. flavors. Yes, I know. <laughs> now, if anybody is a UK person and you're wondering what a Tim Tam is, it's a bit like a penguin with a little bit more chocolate. Yeah. Um, and the <coughs> Australians particularly like to bite the ends off and then suck tea through a straw with <laughs> Tim Tam. I know, Tim I Tim know. Of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> no one does junk food like the Australians, I tell you. You may think the Americans do it, but it's not. Right. No, they have a load of weird-ass junk food in Australia. <laughs> but <laughs> Tim and Tim and Sarah get the the blinding nice uh, honeymoon. They get to go to Fiji, 
at which point she's okay, don't, called... don't get me started again jen don't get me started again because i know it's gonna i tell you what i don't care how many years we do this i'm still gonna be fucked up she decided when she got there because the place was so nice that she was going to make an effort with him um and so they went on that date at the well dinner really um and i'd like to question the cost the the outfit choices because he was wrapped up in a big thick coat and she was in a blouse with no bra <laughs> she was absolutely bloody freezing i was like what were you thinking woman clearly you're thinking the tv cameras are on me i must look glamorous well, well this is it i mean this is your one chance on tv you you thought you were going to go somewhere boiling. You didn't realize the evenings were cold. And you, again, who wants to be on TV in a big coat when you've bought sexy dresses and outfits with you? So I could see where she was going. <laughs> but at least he offered her his coat. He did, yes. But that didn't last for long, did it? Because they had a big fight. No, argument. because God does not give. God does not give with both hands, does he? <laughs> he gave her the coat. They were having a lovely time. She said she didn't like the tequila and it all fell apart very quickly. I did. It did. She ended up stomping off and he went to the bar. So, yeah. Um, I mean, who tells a woman to relax? Yes. And then he gaslit her by saying that he had never said it. Oh, I know. That was, that was a hilarious moment. That was, I didn't. You did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll never, I, I I wonder if there's not less of oxygen to the brain or, or what's happening because he literally just said it. Yeah. But he said, I didn't say it. I said I was going to say it, but you still said it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Ah, uh, yeah. But Tris, uh, Tristan and Cassandra got to go um, on a helicopter on their honeymoon, even though they were at the winery tour, which I always think is a bit the shit date is the people who got yeah. sent to the winery. But um, they did at least get a helicopter ride, which I, I felt better for. I expect that is on there because they paid a lot of money for them to go on a helicopter ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did, nothing came of it. Look, this is us on a helicopter. Next shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim and Sarah clearly spent the night apart. Um, so that was the extra cost of a hotel room. Um, and... <laughs> In the morning, they say sorry and agree to start again. I wonder how many times they're going to agree to start again during the show. I think it's going to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so then we moved on to uh, Tuesday's Brides and Grooms. So we had Timothy, who works in sales, describes himself as a fixer-upper. He got dumped five years ago and got seriously hurt by it. And since then, he describes himself as the tin man but six weeks previously he lost his dad and he suddenly realized just how alone he was and then we saw lucinda again and her biz sort of biggest concern was sharing a shitter with someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i won't lie to you that was one of my biggest concerns as well so i don't know <laughs> I think they get a bathroom each, actually. Really? Yeah, I think this year they have a serious upgrade on the apartments. Oh, my God. Because, like, you don't know somebody and, like, those apartments are tiny, right? Like, I I don't even, I mean, I'm a run the water when I pee kind of girl. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, that doesn't, that was, that was a, a concern for me. In fact, I think I said it when I went to the 
um, Singles Day, when they asked me what my biggest fear was, I think I did say it was the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm with you. Well, I think one year, um, one couple got a, a, a bit of some accommodation where, like, it was open and the toilet was behind the bed. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. That was God, a weird setup, awful. right? How awful. I mean, even with my husband, I would not want to go to the toilet in a room where my bed was the other side and he could hear everything. If I go on holiday with somebody, I just don't go all week. <laughs> Keep them legs crossed. <laughs> That's what the lobby's for. <laughs> but she also wanted a man with a high-functioning erection. Good for her. Yep. Now, absolutely. okay, I'm looking at Tim, and I don't know if that high-functioning erection is there yet. No, um, as we find out later in the week. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Tim, I know Tim's a little broken. I know Tim's a little broken. I'm... I, I don't know. Is he too broken? Is he not ready for this show? That's my my worry. I think maybe he should have done a little self work with a licensed mm-hmm. therapist first before maps. Well, yeah, I think so too. To be perfectly honest, um, then we also have Jack and Tori. Now, Jack describes <sighs> himself as an alpha <sighs> control freak that's got a bit of OCT. <laughs> Like he's like, why not just come on and say I'm a massive wanker to women? Yeah, (laughs) because that is the vibe I'm getting from Jack and his chiclet teeth. I don't don't even know what to say. (laughs) Now, um, he's paired with uh, Tori. Now, Tori also describes herself as a an alpha control freak who is a bit OCD. So I'm presuming that's the reason why they're paired together, because yes. sticking t- two OCD people together is clearly such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but what worries me is the language that that man uses and the, you know, I don't know if I can get her to submit. Mm. Like, and it's right off the gate. Uh, I don't, yeah, I, as this uh, episode progressed, I got more and more annoyed with Jack. I yeah. mean, but the weird thing was his parents seem like the most loveliest of people, right? I mean, yeah. honestly, when it when they when they fir- we first meet them and he seems like a little bit of a dick, but then we see the parents and stuff, and I think, oh, maybe I got the wrong idea. Like he's come from these lovely people, um, you know, he wants love, and and I'm thinking maybe I made a mistake, but no, I don't think I did. <laughs> Now we go back to Tim and Lucinda and Tim's describing the kind of woman he wants. And he says, I I really don't want a meditating woman that I have to tiptoe around the house for. Cue pictures of Lucinda meditating. Yeah. I mean, this here's the thing though, is that I, I and I can see that because that puts me off as well. I mean, I'm I'm not a meditating person and that would annoy me if I had to tiptoe you around yoga mats every morning while somebody gave their essence to the sunshine and moon but i don't think she's going to be a big as big of a problem for him as he anticipates yeah now lucinda's parents are also a bit hippy dippy did you notice that the whole family on her side was hippy dippy the apple never falls too far from the tree does it Did, did anybody on her side of the family talk to anybody else where they didn't put their hand on the other person's heart Mm. <laughs> nobody will ever die 
at a group function at Lucinda's family because they are so connected to make sure everyone's heart is beating when they speak to them. They're like, <laughs> they've got the jump on the defibrillator. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Hoping must have been a motherfucker for that family. Because <laughs> they were like, the social distance? They've got their arms and legs wrapped around strangers at events. <laughs> true but what a lovely family though i mean really lovely family now lucinda describes um uh tim as having a nice bum she was she was having a perv at him as he she walked down the aisle (laughs) good girl i say good girl um yeah what i've got to say though is i thought when i saw the pictures lucinda and i thought she looked like a bunch of pigeons and land got stuck in her head you know i was not loving the headdress and the dress but once we met Lucinda and we saw her coming down the aisle. I kind of loved the dress as well. I just, I loved everything about her and I thought it was gorgeous. It was, but talking of pigeons or maybe chicken wings, <laughs> what did we think of that <laughs> moment that where her friend came and wafted incense yeah. and chicken wings around? What the hell? Listen, I, I, I actually found that really offensive. Um, and I know people are going to think that's weird, but you don't know your groom, right? And you don't know what his beliefs are. And uh, just because you're spiritual doesn't mean everybody's spiritual. You know, it's and it's, I think it's the thing with spirituality that it makes it makes it OK. It's one of those religions that's OK to spread it around. Right. Yeah. Like, imagine if somebody come in and they were Catholic and they started doing stuff to to the groom. Everybody would be going, wow, that's that's not OK. Right. And I think it made him highly uncomfortable. And I think maybe that was something that she should have saved until they'd had a chance to have spoken, maybe save that blessing till the end of the wedding. When she said, look, this is what I'm about. This is what I like. Would you be comfortable if I had my friend come and shove a dead chicken wing in your face? And then he could have said, actually, it doesn't make me comfortable. No, thank you very much. I didn't think I just thought it was a little presumptuous on Lucinda's part. And I didn't love that better. Well, thankfully, Tim was saved by the thunderstorm. (laughs) <laughs> even the universe said new no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucinda thought it was absolutely brilliant and very elemental she was dead chuffed how it was all going while everybody pegged it into the marquee um, to try and escape the torrential rain I've got to say though like I'd love to be able to put that kind of spin on everything do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I, I, you know I spend my day walking around going fuck shit fuck shit you know <laughs> You know, oh, I stepped in dog shit on my way to the bus stop. How great. The essence of a dog's bum has come up to greet my foot. You know, I, I, this is not how I'm feeling. You might kill me there. Um, to, to Tori and Jack's wedding, because um, we have... But the thing is, they thought he was gorgeous. So this must be an Australian thing, because they thought, they thought she'd hit the jackpot. Yeah. Now, Tori's mum... Classy bird. Uh, she um, was pretty much drooling over Jack as he came down the aisle. It was a bit. Wah. You know what? I, I I wouldn't have put Tori and her mum together. No. Like, I I thought they were very. They had very different vibes. Her mum as lo- was lovely, but I felt she was a little rough, and I just didn't get that vibe from Tori. No, I you don't. Know, I, it's that that was a disconnect for me and um yeah and her mum really liked the spotlight like she really kept piping up even during the ceremony you know and 
I get that. It's okay. But it seemed almost like she was stealing the show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like someone should have told her to put a pipe in it. <laughs> <laughs> Tori thought he ticked all her boxes. Hang on. She won't be allowed to tick her own boxes. Mm, well, yeah, he described her as she looks like she's got a bit of spice, but I'll soon sort her out. Mm. <laughs> Beat her into submission. Yeah. <laughs> With an oversized water bottle from the gym. Now, do you think it's weird he invited all his clients to the wedding? No, Jen. I think it's absolutely normal for a sociopath with no friends to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he, and when he gets in, even the people sat on the head table, clients, clients, and a lot of women, right? That's also yeah. another one. All clients and a lot of women. And I'm just going to, I'm going to make a prediction, Jen. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be with her because she's not fit enough. She's a lovely looking girl, but she was very soft looking girl. Yes. And if you look at the women that came to that wedding, they were hard bodied. Um, I think you'd have. A, uh, I'm just saying if you all got stuck in the Andes and you had to eat each other, there wouldn't be one nice steak between them. <laughs> <laughs> Lucinda and Tim, after their wedding, they they make their way back into uh, the marquee and meet everyone. And Lucinda's spiritualist offers Tim a dead bird wing from her freezer. Okay, I did. Did anybody understand this interaction? Uh, she because I thought she was going to explain. She said to him, "Oh, you're all about the. Uh, do you like birds? Like, it's like Brad Pitt. Do you like dogs? I just didn't know what was she saying. And then she tells him she's got a dead crow in her fridge. She's like, she's like the, I don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer of birds, right? I don't know what's happening with her. But then the interaction doesn't go anywhere. Like, there's no explanation, or she doesn't tell him why it's important to have a bunch of feathers in your pocket or it was just a really weird uncomfortable and I don't think it helped his relationship with Lucinda no I think it probably made him think weird and wacky weird and wacky oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah you know like okay so it was a bit spiritual but I could cope with it but not if I'm gonna have to hang out with her friends that are probably dancing naked in their backyards over a dead chicken you know it's like it looked like some voodoo shit <laughs> But he then talks about why he came on maths um, as part of his yeah. speech. And that I cried. A, yeah, that was a beautiful moment. I, I cried too. And I thought Lucinda was so supportive of him during that. Um, and She didn't get up, though. I thought she was going to get up and, and hold him. I guess it was his moment, wasn't it? So perhaps she felt that was inappropriate. But she yeah. was making the right noises to him wasn't she yeah I can see what you're saying but I honestly 100% would have thought she would have silently stood up and held his hand I think that's what I would probably would have thought to do as well as to, I don't know I thought from her I was expecting her to have get up and be there with him yeah okay now we <laughs> bounce back to Tori and Jack's wedding and we meet Tori's best mate Leah now I think Leah is an awesome woman and I think she's got the measure of Jack. Love Leah so much. Leah, <laughs> if you listen to this, we have nothing but love for you. You are an amazing best friend and uh, a seer of bullshit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She worries he's going to control the narrative. 
And I think she's very right because he's already saying he wants to control the narrative. Also, this is the weird thing. I wouldn't have put Leah and her friend together, right? I didn't. I think that shows you that there's a softer side to Tori as well. Well, I think Tori's probably quite a genuine person, actually. I mean, she she's putting up the front of being all, I, I'm hardcore and I work in a male-dominated industry and all of that. But I don't think she really is. I think she's probably... No, I think she softer. just wants to be loved. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I think I think I think we're, I think they've given us the wrong impression of Tori from the backstory. Yeah, I I do too. Um, and I think they described them as as two alphas brought together. And uh, yeah, I don't think that's truthful. I mean, she's done all the psych tests. They probably know how she really is. So yeah, whether that's a truthful yeah. description, I'm not sure. And I like the fact that her friend saw very many warning signs, but didn't come in hard, didn't go for him, just said, look, be careful. I don't, I, I feel like there's something wrong here. And she didn't really press it. She didn't ruin her, she didn't try to ruin Tori's day with it because she could see Tori was happy, but she was worried and she kind of kept it to herself, didn't she? Yeah, she did. She did keep it to herself. She just shared it with us. <laughs> Um, right. Uh, the next morning, um, Lucinda and Timothy are, are, are getting on. They're quite they're chatting to each other in bed, aren't they? They look really quite relaxed in each other's presence. Um, and by contrast, uh, uh, we then see Tori and Jack on their honeymoon and they're all over each other. Um, she really mm. clearly fancies the pants off him. Uh, but he says there's no sparks flying. And I thought, uh oh. Yeah as, uh, yeah, as we cut to him with his tongue down her throat. Yeah, I know. So why why is he doing that? If he doesn't find her sexually attractive, why is he snogging her? What's going on? Well, everybody knows you have to be elbow deep in somebody first before you can decide if you find them attractive. That's true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> it's so I find it so disrespectful, and I, I, I feel like from Jack, there's a lot of game playing going on from him yeah um i get a vibe that he's pushing her boundaries and pushing her into uncomfortable situations to see if she'll fight back because as much as he wants to dominate i think he more he likes to break yeah fair enough <laughs> now wednesday we get to meet collins collins describes himself as a bit of an idiot He's never gone past the first date because he always ends up in yeah, the friend zone. Yeah, because he's a total zone. bozo. <laughs> oh, he deserves to be in the friend zones. I'm, I'm so annoyed with Collins. I can't even with him. Ooh, okay. I mean, Why you get you this annoyed? guy that, yeah, because you get this guy who comes on and he's lonely and he's sad and he's a bit goofy and women don't like him because he's goofy and he just wants to find somebody, you know, and and you're all sort of there. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh. If he gets a nice girl, it'll be all work out for him. And they give him the loveliest of girls. And he doesn't want that, you know, because she's goofy. Well, look in the mirror, Collins. You're goofy. Do you know what I mean? Like, why does every guy think they deserve to get a supermodel or they're they're not all in? I just thought I didn't. I thought he, he should have been more grateful. I think he should have given her more of a chance. The faces from the moment she's too much. She was nervous. And a little bit bubbly, and yes, a little bit annoying, but he's a little bit annoying too. 
Well, Sorry. yeah, I mean, <laughs> on one level, I thought, yeah, these guys are a good match, but they've been set up to be the comedy couple, haven't they? Because let's face it, we saw them walking down the aisle, well, preparing to walk down the aisle. <laughs> Poor old uh, Natalie falls over three times, ends up being carried by the crew to... Well, why would they make her walk across a field in a pair of heels? Oh, I know, I know. It, it was great and it looked muddy as well. Uh, but it, and he couldn't get out of the limo. Um, <laughs> we're supposed to think they're both klutzy and um, a bit comedy, aren't we? And that, yeah, and and that's fine. And I think that's cute. And it would and it looked like it, um, again, it looked to me as well like it was going really, really well. I thought these two are suited for each other. They're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be a little bit weird, you know. But every time she tried to do something nice, he pulled away. Mm. And every time she said something, he pulled a face. And I, honestly, by the end of it, I wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Well, he just... Well, this is going to sound really... <laughs> I wondered whether he isn't quite confident with his, in his own sexuality yet. Well, he's not. He's not even comfortable with sharing his feelings, as we could see from all the boxes. He couldn't even answer questions. He deflected. He made jokes. Um, he's definitely emotionally immature, mm. um, which is why I thought she was a good one for him, because she was quite safe. You know, she's quite childlike. And I thought maybe that would be good for him because it wouldn't be threatening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's had like, a relationship you know, for seven imagine years. Imagine if you got, you know, a woman woman. <laughs> I think he thought he was going to get a woman woman. There's an expectation when you go onto maths that you know, all the girls are very beautiful um, and you're going to get some yep. girl of, of a type, actually, these days. If you judge on yes, previous shows. Yes, and that's the thing is. But this is what I'm saying. What he doesn't matter what he's like. He still thinks that's the kind of girl that he should get. And I, I that that girl, that kind of girl, they don't want him. I'm sorry, but that's just that's just the truth. This lovely girl has opened her heart to him. She's absolutely all in to see what happens. No judgment. And I think it's such a shame if he ruins this because, and he'll break her heart. I mean, she's already cried. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, after the day after the wedding, he tries to have a chat with her about how he's feeling, isn't he? Um, yeah. And before they go off on their honeymoon and he sort of says, you know, I'm not feeling it. And she goes off and cries. And I feel really sorry for her. I mean, I know I've skipped this, but that bit where she takes him outside and she gives him the ready player one, the, the player one, oh, player yes. two. Let's talk about that. Of a, of a controller. And his... His face, like, I I mean, I felt bad for her because I felt like she should have read that situation. Like, I understand she had this beautiful gift and I thought it was really cute. But could she not see during that wedding that he was not reciprocating in any way? He was not engaging her. He was pulling faces. He was pulling away. So should she have given him a very intimate gift of an, of jewelry at that point? I felt no. And I felt she should have been, I think she's so excited. She is not aware of what's happening around her. I agree. And I agree. She should have seen that he was uncomfortable. should have seen he was uncomfortable. So don't give a gift of a, ne of a necklace you guys can share for the rest of your lives with somebody who looks like they want to bolt. Like at one point, I honestly thought he was just going to run. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I did too because he he's clearly not into her, um, uh, but she's blinded by her own enthusiasm for the situation, and she's t- determined to make the best of it. Yeah, um, that's the perfect thing, Jen. Blinded by your own enthusiasm, that I can't, I couldn't have said it better. Honestly, yeah. that it's the truth, and it's almost like she's in this relationship alone. Yeah, it, I don't think it's going to last. Do you? No, I don't. I, I think it, I think it's a real shame because I think they would have had potential. Um, and I think this is going to be quite damaging for her. Um, I don't think he will, though. I don't think he will. I think he'll go back, have a laugh about it, probably put it in his in his bingo show or whatever he's doing and move on. I don't think it's going to bother him in the slightest. And that's what upsets me. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Now, our other couple, we have a Jane Lee. Now, he describes himself as a misunderstood kickboxer with a, a soft inner side, and he wants a girl with a dog. Um, Eden, and she has a dog called Cub as her closest friend. So here we go. I loved everything about Jaden. I think he's got a wonderful heart. I think he's very, very giving, very loving. I think he's going to be take it really really nice and slow with her and I think he's gonna I think these couples gonna be really really good on a side note I was severely fucked off about this because I don't want to see flashbacks of him and Ella um I want to see what Jaden and Eden are about and we spent so much time having pictures of him and Ella's wedding and what might have been and it's yeah, it's producers, sort your lives out because that's old. It's you know done, what? It's dusted. It's not even just that. It's it's the fact that Mitch came on that experiment and he was so dismissive of it. I don't believe this works. I don't believe in the experiment. I think it's full of shit. I don't want to be I don't want to be filmed on camera. I mean, he was a prick all the way through. And what really annoys me is why are you allowing this man who wasted this this other girl's time on this show because he wasn't interested in the experiment? Why are you giving him more airtime now? And why are you taking it away from the brother who seems to be absolutely genuine? Um, yeah, really fucked me off. No, thank you. No more Mitch. He can go now. Uh, Jaden can stand on his own two feet. He seems like a lovely guy. And I'm very excited for this couple. Right. Can I just talk briefly about this man bum? I know this seems really mean, but I have got the very sneaky suspicion that someone in the production team said, you need to tie your hair up so we can see your face. Because he had the most naff-looking scrunchie in his hair I think I've ever seen. I was like, that's being pulled off somebody's wrist, surely. That's not a wedding scrunchie. You'd you'd have made something match. It was blue with dots on it. Yeah, I thought I thought that too. It looked like it was plaid or something. I couldn't figure that one out. But to be fair, I, I think his hair up is better than his hair down. I I guess I don't know. I don't really get this this hair thing that him and Jack have. It's I, I mean, I don't mind a man bun when it looks clean and and <laughs> and soft and straight, but it looks like it, it's what you do when you can't be asked to wash your hair, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> A bit grody to me. It is just a bit, but um, I thought these two from word go, they seem very taken with each other from the that second they walked down the aisle, set eyes on each other, and they felt they had a lot in common straight away, and they seemed 
automatically relaxed in each other's company, which I thought was real positive. What do you think? Oh, 100%. Um, these are my couple of the season. Yeah, and they only live 10 minutes away from each other. You see, it's meant to be. Yeah. I'm rooting for them. I really, really hope that Mavs doesn't pull the rug out from under me on this one because I really love them. I love them on their honeymoon. I didn't see any red flags at all. He seems so you know, understanding of her situation and, you know, wanted to, felt like he wanted to protect her heart. And I really, I really liked them. We had Lucinda and Tim fighting their way through some oysters. Tori telling us that she thinks Jack is sexy. And Collins and Natalie, basically, she leapt on the bed head first. And he was like, what the hell? Okay, I'm just going to say this. I do that in a hotel room every time. (laughs) I actually run across the room and do a somersault onto the bed it's just something i always do in hotels i've totally with her on this one but i feel like she didn't get she didn't pull her pants down and shit on the bed and that's how it made it he he looked at her when she did it right he he doesn't seem to be willing to embrace any of her vibe at all no that's true it's true now the sweetest moment i think (laughs) of thursday's show was actually Tristan asking Cassandra if he could give her a goodnight kiss. Oh, I know. Especially when it only seems to be 10 o'clock in the morning. I know. I know. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe the producers thought it was going to take him that long to get to ask her. <laughs> so if we set this shot up at 10 a.m., by 11 o'clock tonight, he might have, just might have asked her. And again, <laughs> this is where you see the brilliance of Cassandra because she, you know, he was re- really awkward. It was really hard for her. She she was very lovely, very kind about it. And she was just saying, great husband material. What a lovely guy. Do you know what I mean? I just, she's a lovely girl. And um, I, yeah, again, I don't know if this is sexy vibes from them. I don't know if we'll get there. But so far, they I think they're, they're on the way to making a lovely friendship, if nothing else. That's true. Now, Tori and Jack got a honeymoon box. The Do you find me sexually attractive? Well, that bit didn't go terribly well. Yeah, she was left feeling really undermined at that point, wasn't she? Because he, he kind of put her down, really. That was so hard to watch. And that is when I really felt that that honesty box segment. I I was really showing of him because I felt like, again, he was pushing her to see if she would remain cool and calm and loving or if she'd get upset. And so he, he wanted her to be emotional and not in a good way. Yeah. Right? He wanted to break her in that moment, I felt. And 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 he seemed to get off on the fact that she was trying to hold it together, but she was obviously hurt and he kind of liked it. Yeah, I know. It felt a bit. Well, yeah, a bit weird, out. wrong, coercive. I don't know what the words are, but Harrison. I'm telling you, none of them were nice. Harrison's the word. It all felt yeah. a bit Harrison. It did but... feel a bit Harrison. Mm. Yeah. Is so then again, is it airtime? Does he think that Eve's going to have this big drama because he's going to break her? And she, it, it did feel a little Bronte and Harrison that bit. Yeah. Now, do we think it's appropriate to have a life drawing class on your honeymoon? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I went pretzel making. <laughs> <laughs> you did, didn't you? <laughs> I thought Timothy dealt with it 
pretty well, to be perfectly honest. Lucinda was, you know, clearly totally comfortable and she made him feel comfortable in the end. But um, I think to begin with, that really confronted his norms, didn't it? But I feel like this is the vibe. They keep making him, pushing him to be very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, that, and I think that's that's his... That's his narrative now, isn't it? Let's see how uncomfortable we can make him. <laughs> but then, and then, but I think Lucinda's ruining it for production because she just keeps trying to make him feel better. <laughs> yep, yep, she does. I'd love her for it. I absolutely love her for it. We got Me another too. wedding, um, and that was Ellie, lovely Ellie. Now, she was the one that has been engaged before. <laughs> Um, but the relationship fell apart literally three months before the wedding. And she... Another left... cheater, people! Yeah. <laughs> she was left having to cancel all the wedding by herself, explaining to the relatives what had gone wrong. Um, poor girl. That's all I can say. Yeah, that's a it's a horrible thing to have happened. And all I can say is, what a wanker! <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it was funny because she kind of said, oh, you know, like... I asked him if he wanted to go to counselling and we were like, I was sitting there going, he's met someone else. <laughs> no, he's not going to go to counselling. Oh, yeah. Then he had a baby with this woman. Of course, because he'd already been dating her for a year. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, love. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, she's been paired with Ben the tour guide who lost his best mm. mates to brain cancer and has re-evaluated his goals in life and thinks after all this time being a tour guide, it's time he settled down. I mean, first of all, he looks like someone stuck a bowl on his head. And he also looks like Mr. Bean. But I have to say about Cousin Jordan, uh, he was right on the ticket, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. But God, the interrogation was bloody awful, wasn't it? <laughs> it, made me, it made me cringe as he was going into the guy. Oh, yeah, I... Surprised Ben felt a bit put off by it all. Oh, I, I understand that. But when he when he took when Jordan took took him for a private chat, this is when it turned for me because I honestly at the at, at the beginning I was like, Okay, you know, he's realized that he's wasted his time on the wrong thing, his friends died, you know. It, I thought it was, you know, I thought it sounded really genuine to me. He's realized that life is short and he wants to find love. I was all in, all in. And when Till Jordan took him for that chat out the back and then he said, I'm worried you're here for your podcast and to build your business. And Ben responded with, well, if that happens, that would be great. But yeah. I'm also open to love. I'm also open to love. The answer to that question should have been absolutely not. Yeah. I'm here because I really want love. If he wanted to throw the other statement in after, he could have done. But his first response was, if that happens, that would be great. <laughs> and from then on, it colored me. And this is what this is what clinched it for me. When he stood up for his speech and he got that fake piece of paper out, because I promise you, that paper did not have the same exact conversation that he had just had five minutes ago no. with Jordan. No. Right? Yeah, because... I'm not here for a podcast or to make my business better. Pretends to read off the paper again. It says, I'm here. Like, it was that, you knew that wasn't written down. He was just saying it. And then that made me feel like he was even more disingenuous. Or he would have stuck with whatever speech supposedly done. You know, because that just, it all seemed a bit bullshit. And what was his take from it? Why not? Yes. Why not? 
mean, and then all those assholes and idiots all decided to join in with why not that was not good i'll tell you why not because yeah. i don't believe him <laughs> well i guess we'll have to wait and see whether he's genuine or not um but she seemed quite taken also, with him. yes but also i think i think this is a what a maths thing that they do um the girl who really is the most invested and the most genuine is the one they set up with the with the person who's not. Mm. Um, and I think he's going to break her heart. And I think that's sad. Yeah, we've seen that happen before. And I really do hope for her sake that it does work because it sounds like she's been yeah. through a really rough time. And it's not fair when you've been through a rough time. Yeah to have to go through another rough time so i'm with you there yeah. so ben pro to... prove me wrong ben ben please if you go out there prove me wrong i'm begging you i'm begging you so i'm um... happy to apologize <laughs> <laughs> we then um gone back to uh Jane eden's honeymoon where she explains about how um her ex had cheated on her multiple times and she kept on going back to him. And Jane very sweetly reassures her that he's all about trust and he's not going to do that to her. So do we think that's true? I absolutely do. And he briefly proposes to her uh, on the at the pool, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, Gives her the so ring cute. again. Yes, that was quite sweet. I feel like this is a couple that are on the same page, have open communication uh, which I think obviously is key, like where you get, unlike Jack and T Tori, where she thinks there's something absolutely different going on than he does. Yeah. Right. Because he's not he's selling her a story that, that isn't true. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm all in with Jaden and um, Eve, Eve. Yeah. So Lucinda and Timothy get a honeymoon box. Now, this honeymoon box oh. starts to talk about sexuality. Now, Lucinda is clearly um, more uh, intersex what, with her tantric sex sessions that she leads. Um, and I think Timothy was a bit stunned by it all. What do you think? Yeah, I think it scared him. And um, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I would be too. Like, I love sex just as much as the next girl. Uh, if not more and uh, but i'm i'm not i'm not terribly adventurous you know I, I just i think if somebody sat down that early into the experiment and said that they ran sex classes and sex workshops and they did all this stuff i think i would be absolutely terrified you know what was mm. going to be expected of me because i and i, I think Tim, timothy's a very simple guy you know and i feel like the spirituality was a lot now they've piled on that he's going to have to be having sex with her for 15 hours at a time during his tetric <laughs> sex sessions. He just, I think he's just totally, totally overwhelmed by it and by her. So is that and, why, he, why he says the spark's not there yet? Is that why? I think he's terrified. The next, he's going to wake up and she's going to have him standing on his head naked and with a chicken feather coming out of his bum i don't think he knows what to expect i think he's i think he's running scared and i think that she seems so together and lovely and even though she's doing all the right things it's making him think that he's not enough and i mean i mm. wanted to cry at the end when he was just saying i don't know why she's with me like i'm not I, and i think if he can just get out of his own way calm down 
She yeah. needs to not talk about sex again for a bit because it's freaking him out. And I think she would she could do such lovely things for Tim Timothy. She could really bring him out of his shell. They could have a lovely experience. I think they could fall in love, but he's going to have to let go of this idea that he's broken. Stop saying that he's broken, that he's he's got no heart, that he's not good enough, because it's just like a mantra that's making him unavailable to her. Yes. Um, and again, like I said before, is, is oh, I think he's ready to come on this experiment. I don't I think it's too fresh. I think he's lost too quickly, and I think... He's not ready for this. But if he can get out of his way, it could be brilliant. Well, can the Tin Man find a heart? That's the question. <laughs> but will it be being ripped out of a chicken by Lucinda's best friend? <laughs> <laughs> well, that takes us to the end of the show. So obviously we've got to think about mass bingo for this season. What do you think? I think the word cheated because I, I think was there any couple there who haven't been cheated on? I don't think I've heard that word more said more in this season, this week than any other word. And again, Australians be better. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if we hear any reference to being cheated on, or any reference to a dead relative, I think is probably worth it as well. You get <laughs> to eat a chocolate, nibble a biscuit, swill down a shot of gin. A Tim Tam. A Tim Tam. <laughs> Tim Tam or a gin. Now, we've also got to think about who might be our dick of the week. I mean, early, oh, early doors right now. We don't have to think now. about that, Jen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we have to think about that at all. I think we've got someone who's a very, very strong contender. <laughs> uh, well, do you, are we thinking Jack? Or you could be thinking Collins. Well, yes. Um, but I'm going to go, it rhymes with whack. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and it's Jack. Fair enough. <laughs> so, folks, we would love to hear your thoughts on the show. Um, anything that you think should be in there for Maths Bingo. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at Lara on Air Pod. Or you can contact the beautiful Lara Air at the Lara Air. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And um uh, yeah. And guys, we are going to start a subscribe this season um, because just like you, we hate ads and we don't want to interrupt your run, your car ride, your walk around the uh, M&S or whatever it is else you're doing, um, wherever you are. Um, we want you just to enjoy the podcast ad free. So in order to keep us going and help um, keep Jen and I in a nice bottle of wine, um, we would love for you to subscribe. So we're going to give you the details of how to do that. If you're enthusiastic now, you can go to our Patreon page where we have video interviews with currently Bryce who was our interview for this week and also a rather naked Al Perkins um now uh I have to say we drooled over this one because he had just woken up and he was sat in bed <laughs> um I'm just that's what I'm going to say so it's worth three quid to subscribe just for that <laughs> yeah we love you guys thank you so much for listening I think this season you know it's going to be really quite good I'm very very excited Yes, absolutely. Can't wait for it. So that's a goodbye from me. That's a goodbye from me. Right, guys. See you next week. See ya.